Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Hey, George. Yeah, so many people uh, enjoy this original Pokemon thing that I'm now tired of talking about it on the internet. Isn't it weird when that happens? Yeah, I try to do a nice fun thing that gets my community, my my social my social network of friends involved with each other and then it just becomes a fucking chore. What's up with that? Yeah, been there. Yeah. <laughs> uh how's this drawings coming? <laughs> hey, hey, what logo should I make your name? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> what if you want 90 people to all pick different logos of things you've never heard of? <laughs> you're you're actively bringing joy into people's lives and letting down countless others <laughs> i mean in fairness we do have uh um we, we still use the one that you made for casey as merch which is great um but i wonder if um no if she if she breaks well you have to like pay rights to the clearly taken design <laughs> of as told by ginger that shows been yeah. off the air for years yeah <laughs> but it's, it's what is it disney it's fox it's one it's of those right Oh, Nickelodeon, then, uh, Nickelodeon slacks, baby. Yeah, your, your Paramount Plus organization, whoever owns them. <laughs> you know who's not owned by any corporations that we know of? That we know of. That we know of. <laughs> Rachel I... Fogletto, welcome to the show. Oh, hey, I can assure you, not owned by any corporations yet. <laughs> should, should we say willing? You're you're willing to give yourself over to a corporation <laughs> open, if they open come to or open to negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I, that uh that baby that got named after like golden casino oh, yeah, yeah. yeah a couple years ago they like auctioned off a baby's naming rights and a online casino won the bid so there's a baby out there whose legal name is like golden nugget casino.com no. shorten it to can they change it i think they go by goldie or something like it was definitely a publicity stunt but like they got a bunch of money for it because the company like they sold their child's that, name that kid's gonna be so fucked up yeah yeah i would so, like to see like a 10 years it, later like when they're 18 because i, I would think that so. you can't do that to a person against their will so if you're like a child and can't consent to it like let's find out uh i have so many questions yeah look up look up how no, long ago that was because it does feel like no, it would be long enough now that like maybe. that kid would have been interviewed as like there, a person who can maybe. talk there has to be like a limit on it like maybe like for 10 years that has to be the kid's legal name yeah because like, i can't imagine the there's any like so this baby in the deal at, at this point this baby is uh at least a teenager uh mm -hmm. july 6 2011 parents have named their son goldenpalace.com as part of an ad campaign the internet casino paid fifteen thousand dollars for the child's naming rights that's, that's it that's it fifteen thousand no that's not enough fifteen thousand that's wait was it an auction Ooh. and the the casino jumped in on it and like oh, that wait. was the the highest Ho bid or did on. they create the scenario no no it seems as if golden palace created the scenario because uh the internet casino paid fifteen thousand dollars for the naming rights but it's not even original other children and even a grown-up share the same name so wait what 
So, so they've done this. How many times people? have they done this? They must have done this multiple. It's a 28 second listen, but I don't think. I, I mean, it's national public radio. I think we're allowed to play it on the air, but I'm not sure if that's a licensing issue. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it just. Fifteen thousand dollars? No, like maybe fifteen million, and yeah. like I can change it in five years or something. Yeah. Oh like no, that. I'll t- I'll do it for like, I do it for five hundred thousand, and I get to change my name in like ten years. I would, I would I do at least a, I need at least a million. I need at least a million. Do under a million now. Change your whole <laughs> name, all that, and all. Did they cover all the legal? documentation probably we, not. we would have to listen to the 28th yeah. second <laughs> we'll <laughs> never know from 2011 <laughs> hey all these, like Phyllis therapy said. and problems you would have from yeah. that isn't even worth fifteen thousand dollars i think it's like i i, I heard i don't know because I, I it's just what i heard it i didn't read like the publication about it but i did hear that athletes are now in their contracts putting in like damage pay and like insurance and therapy and stuff so like they're mm. included in their contract is like hey if i have a cte um after this uh and it's like a hassle to my life and well-being like the atlanta falcons are at fault for that so i would they like should. you to pay for that yeah um, that makes a so lot of I'm, sense i'm wondering if that's like in the contract as well as like 15 grand like 15 grand seems like such a low number that it's not including any of that paperwork or or hindsight yeah there's... it's crazy that at a point in time i thought that was a lot of money and it's not even like i readily have that amount but it's it's not it's, not, it's just not yeah. enough yeah we, we are in the process of moving house and and casey is a, a real estate agent so like a lot of these things are coming up where it's just like yeah it's just like this amount of money but that's fine and I was like, how is yeah. that fine? That's what yeah. we do. <laughs> what? It's, like it's, what it's, it's what it costs. That's yeah. the thing that's crazy about it. It's, it's like, well, uh... that's just what it is. And that's like, cool. How How's okay. I going to yeah. do that? We're very calm about this, aren't we, guys? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's us in wedding mode right now. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, it costs what? Yeah. Like, we've, we've thrown parties and big events. And, like, somehow a wedding is, like, triple everything we've ever done. Yeah. My uh, they know it has to be perfect, so they're like, Well, Dan, you may have met them in passing, but my buddy Jimmy, who's one of the many groomsmen at my wedding, um, part of the battalion of groomsmen that I had, it was almost uh, insulting to not be a groomsman seeing how many groomsmen there were. (laughs) I gave you a, I gave you a duty, all right. I couldn't make the top 11 people, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's Alex Yang's joke, too. So now you owe him money. Uh, Uh, never. (laughs) Fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars to his writer. The naming rights to Alex's joke. But he, uh, my buddy Jimmy, when he proposed to his now wife, uh, they are both, uh, you know, I believe she's part Italian, but he's he's very Italian. Um, and they immediately started looking at wedding venues in New Jersey that would accommodate an Italian from New Jersey wedding. No, my wife is Italian. Billy Joel impression. That, that yeah. is its own quantity. I think yeah. that, that, and in New Jersey, that makes complete sense. Like everyone will know what you're talking about. Are yeah. they from uh, New Jersey or did they go to New Jersey knowing that New no, Jersey no. could accommodate? They're, they're from New Jersey. They started looking at it. And when they gave them the base price for like the base amount of people that they knew they had to bring, according to their families, they went, thank you so much for your time. And they went home, grabbed their like karaoke machine and got their parents mm-hmm. in the car and drove to Vermont and just like, like played an iPad, like an iPod wedding march song. They walked, they said a couple words. They walked back off this like 
uh, dock out into the middle of this pond and we're like, we're married now. Well, we'll we'll all hang out later and we'll talk about it. But like, there's no fucking way we're dropping eighty grand on a wedding because like my great aunt Mildred can come and sit in a corner and eat. I'm food. surprised it wasn't more. Honestly, yeah. my my I was cousin expecting it to be over a hundred thousand at least. Like, and that was like for two hundred and fifty people. Yeah, which is just insane. Uh, my cousin when he got married, they got married in like Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, and their wedding was like a hundred k. But they had like a live band and it was in this place that was like all ornate and beautiful. And it's like, God, oh, 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 come yeah. on, bud. <laughs> like, no. Where, where did they get married? Uh, it was the, the, the Newfoundland Club or something in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. I have done. I don't know. That oh, one. that place. I've been there plenty of times. <laughs> it's, it's just a thing because we're looking out that way a lot. And it's yeah. like every single name is just one that's in my head now. It's just like, yeah. I know what that one is. Mm. I know how much yeah. that one costs. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's wild. We had one when we were touring uh, facilities where it was like this place. It looked like someone's backyard, but it was deep in Jersey. Uh, and the guy running it was like, yeah, we can do whatever you want. Like we could do it. Like if you want a DJ, we could do a DJ. The other weekend, I shit you not, Joe Pesci was here. Like this was, uh, that's not an exaggeration. Oh, he told us God. a story about how Joe Pesci came to the last wedding he did. And I he mean, was, I would, to be honest, talk about that too. Sure. It's but, a, yeah. But then he was that, like, is, then, that, is that a thing you can add on that like Joe Pesci comes Joe to Pesci your wedding? Joe Pesci shows up. I don't know. We didn't ask our DJ oh, to play like the- like he's just welcome to come at any time. <laughs> That's kind of cool. He's in the area. We, a uh... favorite son of New Jersey package where it's like, we'll get <laughs> yeah. any, whoever's available, we'll get, we'll get Joe Pesci. He might be we'll, his brother uh, one day. Yeah, we'll get, yeah. we'll get, uh, we'll get Bruce if he's available. If not, we'll get his wife. We'll get Patty. You know, it's just whoever's around. We'll get little Steven. Little Steven is best we can do right now. <laughs> He'll give a speech. Yeah. <laughs> he would, I feel like. He couldn't your, stop him. Your love is born to <laughs> run. <laughs> there is a, there is a, for some other podcast, but there is, there they got none. a cameo. Except they got the a, They got a cameo from Marky Ramon. And he like begrudgingly was like, congratulations on your wedding. Hey, ho let's go like he was just so upset about having to do bits <laughs> i yeah but that check is nice though yeah fifteen thousand dollars we should keep on doing the show <laughs> yeah you want to uh lightning round let's lightning round real quick. all right let's lightning round so rachel for you and for the listener it's uh you know the six basic emotions as defined by somebody other than us and not disney it's mm-hmm. uh, a quick run. We'll ask you all six and, you know, first thought, best thought. And then after we do all six, we'll talk about the ones that kind of jump out that we want to ask more questions about. Oh, OK. You said first thought, but I'm going to I'm going to ruin it. Uh, should I just do what I think <laughs> no. I'm supposed to do? Or? You're, you're not you're not the first person to think that. And everyone who thinks they're going to ruin it does a great job. Yep. Okay. No one's ever ruined it. I know it. I did this it's, before, but it was a while ago. And I don't remember. Okay. I, I think this part predates your, your last or comes your, your, your first appearance predates this being a feature on the show. So I don't yeah. so oh, know. Maybe you've done that's this, why I don't yeah. remember. I'm like, oh. yeah, that's why you're going into panic part, mode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Six basic emotions or seven, six, How many? there's six. Three. Okay, it should be three. They could all be whittled down, I think. <laughs> what makes you feel fear? Fear? 
uh, abandonment. I've been right, doing okay. a lot of work around it, so it's just right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, say, I'm supposed to say something good about nope. fear? Nope, just uh, you know, whatever makes you feel it, and then we'll talk about it later if we if we choose. Oh, yeah, that's the big, should I say more? Um, you know, all the related things with aban- uh, rejection, failure. We'll uh, we'll those are that. the big ones, right? Yeah. What makes you feel joy? Um, that's so hard. Cause I never know what that means. Like, I never know. Yeah, honestly, that's not um, an uncommon thought yeah. with this. It's like, I know it's not the same as happiness. So let me, I, I'm not good at first thing that comes to my head. Joy, I guess like laughing, honestly, like real laughing. Like when something really makes you laugh. Yeah. Like I, I think of these as like the core versions of the, the synonyms that kind of grow out of them. So like mm-hmm. joy, happiness is like a byproduct of feeling joy if that helps i don't know if that helps yeah that's how, that's how yeah. i think about them what makes you feel anger um it, like something unfair happening like unjust to people or me what makes you feel surprise what makes me feel surprise i all i want to just say a surprise <laughs> um what makes me feel surprised um the unexpected is that is that too obvious i'll we'll take it I, okay <laughs> see i told you don't say unruinable like that's <laughs> is it, accepted is it, I'm it's, just, i feel like it's i'm just giving ruined. synonyms like I, i'm like i don't feel like i understood the assignment you're doing great everything everything so far is exactly what it's supposed to be you're doing oh, great. okay cool what makes you feel disgust um i guess general like uh, like meanness like just um like for no reason even with a reason sometimes like just um being mean or abusive and what makes you feel sadness um loss all right let's start with uh the uh abandonment one so I, I know from uh, from seeing your last set that you you are getting very into this shadow work. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's probably not something that even a couple months ago would have come up in conversation. But but now is it is it related to that that you're you're kind of more open to expressing or to exploring that? Oh, what fear of abandonment? Yeah. Um, I'd say like in the past six months, I'm more like those, I mean, it's one of those things I feel like you always know, especially like writing jokes about yourself. You're like, I know that it's in this realm. Like there's Mm -hmm. something, you know, it's in this field, but you don't really understand it. At least for me, when I say you, I mean me, like I didn't really understand. So shadow work. Yeah. Um, and it's easy. You could just Google it now. I learned about it on TikTok. Honestly, I never the I, greatest of... uh, the gr- the greatest addition to uh, excuse for therapy. TikTok just yeah. it tells you what but you need, which is great because I don't think any other social media platform has yeah. gotten so many people to look inside themselves. I never mean, once... all the problems with TikTok. That's... Yeah, ne- never once have I been on Facebook and saw a Minions <laughs> meme that a middle aged woman posted that was like, you know what, they're right. That yeah. minion. <laughs> I, I, I aggressively to relate to that minion. <laughs> I really need to talk to somebody about this. Yeah, I actually learned about Welcome shadow work to the just show. because I edit real chills, and it came up on there a couple of times, and I was like, uh, yeah. 
I need to know what they're talking about if I'm going to keep editing this, because I need to know what needs to stay and what I, needs to <laughs> I, I don't know much about this. Can we get, like, the TLDR of so Shadow it's Work? Like a psychodynamic type of like I don't go to a person to do mm -hmm. it so but like it's like a psychodynamic type of therapy so it's like kind of unpacking your unconscious so mm. like a lot of childhood trauma like stuff you might like even know about but like there's like I use a journal I got it on I literally got it on Amazon and it's I just do like even one a day it's like a lot so like there's different prompts there's some meditation some writing but like yeah it's kind of just like prompting you to like there's no right or wrong way you just kind of start but you know when you start writing like with no purpose and then all this stuff oh yeah there's... it's like that with a prompt it's really helpful i'm realizing that casey casey did a lot of the packing down here and there's a couple of journals that are just like stream of consciousness like you started and you just couldn't stop but they're probably the ramblings of a madman that should be burned in a fire uh, but instead, they're coming to Philadelphia. I'm so glad that they got <laughs> they're back. They're at least making one more stop. <laughs> it's funny you said that because I was looking up this thing because I'm like, do I really want my journals laying around? Like, like if I were to like drop dead, like mm -hmm. tomorrow, like then people are gonna because some of it's stuff that you're like just it doesn't even make sense. You're just trying to like get from one thought to another. But I I've heard there's like thing you could like do a ritual. You could burn it. You could take mm. pictures of it, digitize it. I'm like, do I? want to save it yeah, yeah i always feel could. weird about that we're like i i don't throw away journals just because like it's, it's mostly because i like going back and looking at the weird doodles more than the words that i've written in them mm -hmm. but the thought of like digitizing them and committing them to like eternity in mm -hmm. whatever sense like anything digital is eternal yeah that that step feels so big to me of like on on paper it's a dumb thing but as soon as I'm like, this is going to last and somebody will see this, then I'm like, this needs to be better than it is. My question is, when would they see it? Because like, how long does your stuff, like, if I die, like what happens to my Dropbox? Like, does it just disappear? Does it implode? I think it's there. I Very mean, it's like, question. think about it. Think about it this way. For the most part, as long as you didn't delete it, your MySpace page exists. You may not be able to get oh, into I know. it. Oh, I it does, and I can't get into it. Yep. And you can't get into it, but it's there still. Or I can, but I don't. There's not. You can't do anything with it. Yeah, I can get in, but yeah. I can't do anything. It's all just there. So, I imagine that's similar with Dropbox until I believe the grid goes down. But like, who can get in it? Justin well, Timberlake, he bought like a big share of MySpace <laughs> yeah. a couple years ago. Oh, I do no, remember Dropbox, that. can he get into Dropbox? He might be able to get into Dropbox. It all depends. I think so. That's the thing. Holy shit. So really what it is, is that we have all this stuff that we have put into the thing, into the, the cloud or this on some server somewhere, right? That we believe no one else has access to. That's just ours. But eventually the hyper rich, when those things are failing will then purchase that Dropbox or whatever and the contents inside of the Dropbox and will then have access to our information. So is it just like a digital storage unit? In that, that sense of like, if, it gets if it gets abandoned, you get to go with a bunch of other people and buy people's storage I, units. I of just ideas. learned about that. Yeah, and you could like sell it if you find valuable stuff. But like, 
why it you just have to hope somebody isn't actually trying to find anything yeah and they're just gonna throw it all away yeah yeah i have a lot oh, of early terrifying. sets on my dropbox <laughs> and some of them have little stars next to them because i thought i did good and i didn't do good <laughs> oh that's the worst that's like my nightmare is yeah like my evernote that's so i oh, ever know that has all yeah. that has all kinds of sets on it that I don't even think anybody would want to like honestly they would listen to like one or two and be like this is like the first year like the first year of stand-up like somebody listening to my open mic sets oh my god <laughs> that's what i want that's gonna be a say so like i will be the savior and villain of this story where eventually i will hit the lottery or something and then be able to buy storage units of people's sets so i will buy your evernote and then i will create a kingdom of bad sets for everyone till it'll be a youtube of that bad sounds like audio hell sets that you get banished to or yeah. something like a circle of hell like the kingdom of bad sets it's just you go up and you push a red button in a never-ending white hallway and that button just plays bad open mic sets <laughs> the wild part about that is that somebody would have to curate it and as like terrible as it mm. would be to have to watch it to be the person who's like no this one's terrible but it's not like making the cut terrible so <laughs> i just watched it for no reason uh it's just is good i i'll do it i'll i will lay down upon that altar and begin the process of finding the worst of the worst fucking shaky. You can hear on the audio recording how much their hand is shaking back and forth from the nerves oh. of how bad they're doing. So it's just, you know, it's just a lot of. So anyway, there's this, you know, uh, you know, oh, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> They start to say a slur and they back out and you hear them go like, no, I have to do it. I already started saying it. And then they say the slur and then you just hear the mic cut off. Yeah. Ooh. They know what Ooh. I meant. Or you hear like an audible, like, like uh, not a sigh from the audience, but like when a little bit of sound comes out, like the fight or flight, like which one am I? Like, sounds... I love this idea so much. I, I was uh, gonna say it sounds like you would enjoy it though. Like you sound uh, really, um, you know, excited. Well, I will do. I will. I will do wh what I do with Spin the Freaking Real, which unfortunately my my reputation is tarnished with Spin the Freaking Real as of last show, uh, because up until last show I had never done my show. Uh, oh, you've done it now. I had to do it because a bunch of people dropped off at the last second because of the storm that was coming. So I was like, we need to fill time for the people that paid money for tickets. So I got out and luckily I landed on one where I had to do very little, where it was just like suddenly improv. So then Deary and Goran just had to do improv around me. Um, so I, I'm still chalking up like I did a, a third of a set. But my whole philosophy is... Uh, I don't do this show. This isn't one of those. I wouldn't ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do situations. This show is dumb and stupid. I'm not I doing am it. Not doing this. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Uh, and that's the same thing with the hellscape of open mics. I will not post any of my bad sets. It's just everybody else's. Oh, you won't purchase. even include your own. Like, Absolutely I'm... not. I'm infallible. Um, <laughs> This I'm is... the bar which we are all measured by. Yes. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Like you, if you get to the end, you like can pull back the curtain, and it's like, dear, this is it. Yep, this, this is it. First open mic, <laughs> first one ever. You gotta earn it. 
The first one that I ever did where I lied to the audience and said, this is my third time doing, because I figured that would soften the blow if it was bad. <laughs> no, first time does. Nobody cares after the first time. Yeah, I said it's my, my third time. My my first few sets, I would go up and like be like, this is my first time doing stand-up in, in shorts. And then like I, I would make everybody mad immediately. They would give me all the goodwill of first time. And then I would be like, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Not my first time. And then they would hate me no matter what I did after that. Yeah. And I yeah. get it. <laughs> they were right. <laughs> yeah. Talk about fear of failure. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> like you approached it. You got in there. It's like, the I'm failing from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I went up the one time and did it after a guy who was swinging around nunchucks and had a, uh, fake oh. homemade dynamite bomb strapped to his chest oh. and then everybody hated me more <laughs> <laughs> that's you know what that's impressive i'm just gonna say yeah, yeah. i i didn't feel that bad as an about accomplishment it. yeah yeah that one was like all right they were uh they were right but also i don't i don't know how <laughs> i don't know how i couldn't rise above that yeah did anyone rush up on stage pretending like there was an emergency and then run off the stage no. Anyone know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. It's like it's a whole uh Mark Norman thing that was like he was booked at like a corporate gig in the city and then I guess the company tried to do an unplanned surprise but told no one about it and then it got very uncomfortable very quickly and no one knew what to do. So they just thought there was a bomb threat and everyone panicked. Oh. Watch wow. the video. It's horrifying. Just Mark Norman says an off-color joke. A man runs up on stage. Security then removes him from stage. Then about 30 seconds later, security comes back and says, get off the stage. And like escorts oh Mark Norman off the stage. And then someone else gets on the stage and goes, hi, sorry, something's coming up. But like, you should, uh, everything's fine, but leave. That's Everything's the exact, fine, believe. That's the yeah. exact tone. And it was some sort of planned surprise that sounds like an active shooter drill. Like, it's, I was I mean, that's so uncomfortable. Surprise. Yeah, it was. That's why so I don't like surprises. I think that it, like, don't put me in a state of fight or flight. You no, might, no, and that's you what they did. Like they, what put, happens. they put, yeah, like, New York, is an I think it was, like, Broadway Comedy Club in a state, like, well, probably a hundred people in a state of fight or flight. It was not a bit, but it was a bit, but it wasn't a bit like, it was just strange. Weird. Yeah. I thoroughly recommend watching it. So joy. <laughs> yeah. What makes you feel joy? Joy at laughing, laughing real, not the fake laughter. Not yeah. Like when something, I guess takes you like, because that's like comedy, right? Like anything that makes you laugh is unexpected. So it's like maybe the only good surprise I feel is like when something like genuinely makes me laugh. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. When you feel it, like it is an involuntary like it's response. Yeah. Like not a chuckle. I chuckle a lot. Um, I feel like I have like an obnoxious chuckle, but like, uh, like when something like really like there's like, you know how like you can feel something uh, like you're about to let it's, I always compare it to orgasming. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, like sometimes you can see it coming it's like a slow burn, but then like the one that just you're all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, like I'm like that. I didn't even see where the premise was going. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like so I feel like, like yeah, just like being like, 
I feel like anytime, so laughter is the easiest way I could describe it or give an example, but anytime you're like kind of like unexpectedly captivated by something, mm-hmm. you know? That's how I, I felt. I, and like, so it's so rare. It's yes. like, I've watched a couple movies recently that kind of had that where like, they they weren't good. They were, they were both on Hulu. <laughs> it was uh, the Charlie Day one and the Jake Johnson one where like both of them had a chance to direct movies. And they're they're both fine. Like they're not great movies, but there's just such a like kind of vast emptiness in dumb comedy. Like comedy just for the sake of being comedy doesn't really get made anymore. And both of these were that. And I was hmm. just kind of watching, you know, passive viewing, not super invested. And then every now and then there's just like a a moment or a look or a, just a throwaway dumb joke that was like holy shit i'm actually like laughing out loud i didn't expect it mm. like i i feel like i've perfected the polite chuckle the yes i know that was funny the acknowledgement mm. of it it being funny but not like really making me laugh but just being like no that it's, you got it's it. like an amused that was it. it's like i'm amused when i do that like i'm yeah. definitely amused yeah like that that's the type of like that'll work for everybody else like you're good job <laughs> Yeah, but like I was watching these two movies and I was like, I don't think that'll work for everybody else, but it really worked for me right now. And like, it was really nice. It doesn't happen a lot. See, I get that a lot with TikToks because I Mm -hmm. love a subversive, weird TikTok. And then I'll send them to Casey and she just wants nothing to do with it at all. Like, I was there was one of just, you know, that trend where it's like, we're blankety blank. We're going to yeah. do this and that. And there was one, and it was just the same guy walking back and forth going, I'm a piss and shit boy. I like to piss <laughs> and I like to shit. And I thought it was so the funniest yeah, thing. So and at one point he breaks character because he giggles and he goes, ah, sorry. And then it just cuts to the next one. And it's just so good. And I just, I, it's one of those things where like you're watching it and then watching the person that you sent it to and watching it and watching the person you sent it to back and forth. Oh, and just, you never, I can never nothing. watch the, the person react to nothing. She was like, oh, this, yeah. I want to skip. Like she kept on moving her thumb over the thing to swipe up. And I went, no, you move that thumb back. You watch the whole thing. It's I can very see good. how piss and shit boy wouldn't be for <laughs> it's I get it. It's though. it's like so silly. Well, yeah, especially when you see, and that's kind of the way I get with things. Like when I see enough of a trend, like mm-hmm. it's funny, but then I'm like, oh, I feel like I have to do something like beyond that, like, like meta, mm-hmm. like even if it's like about piss and, piss shit. and shit. Yeah. yeah, just like I have to, I have to bring this personally to make it stop i do that with commercials i feel like i need to buy the product to get the same commercial to stop uh oh that's like singing a song that's in your head kind of you just gotta like get it out and this way the the universe will be like all right he's had enough he's tapping (laughs) you know what's funny i don't know if this is a weird tangent but do you do you wake up with songs in your head all the time so what i started doing is because i started journaling again when i wake up so well, I also started writing down the song that is in my head, if there is one. And it's funny because over years I'll have repeats, you know, mm-hmm. some, but like I, in the past, like four or five months, I started doing it. And what I did is I started making a playlist on uh, my iTunes of uh, every, any song that I've documented in the past five months that I wake up and they're all different. Like there's no like rhyme or reason or anything. It's just sort of floated in and floated out. 
some of them I I know why they might be in my head. Like one I like heard like the day before, so it'll mm-hmm. make total sense. And then other times it'll just be like, why in the world? I haven't heard this song in years. Why is it in my head? Yeah. I had one that I like traced back to figuring out why. And it was just, I don't even know the rest of the lyrics, but it's just the like the Winnie the Pooh song, not the Pooh Bear song. Uh the Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. So, no, no, that the main one? Yeah, George, George, can I tell you that song is in my head all the time with the same problem? Yeah, I don't know the rest of the lyrics. It's just the now it's going to be in mine. It's never been before, but it is now. There's a string of syllables that comes along with it every time it's in my head, but they are not words. Yeah, but I I I realized that because I had gone for a run a few days ago, and then I was like getting changed out of my clothes to hop on the shower, and I like I wear like these like winter tights, so they get like very, you know, after the sweatiness, like they're like stuck to your like they're compression pants, they're tough to get off. As I got I got them off before I got in the shower, and I looked up and I was just wearing like my shirt, which was red, and then no pants. Oh no! And I just looked at it. And it just stuck in my head for four days because I looked like the poo himself. Uh, It was it was not great. But yeah, they they get they fly in there. And then I like to play the game of detective of how how do we get here? You know, like what was the thought process as to why this has been burdened by me? How often are you successful? Because I can never, unless it's like like Rachel was saying with like the one that you just heard, I can never figure out why a song comes back in. Like how how often are you able to actually like track it back to like, that's the trigger. I I do a lot of, yeah, I do a lot of like, I call them like, like 90s brain games where I just put, I put the phone uh-huh. away and then I just like have to sit with myself and be like, I'll zone out and then I will go, oh, okay. I'm thinking about the movie Jaws. How did I get there? Okay. Well, before Jaws, I was thinking about Richard Dreyfus. And I was thinking about Richard Dreyfus and what about Bob? Because I don't like that movie. I you don't or you do? I don't. You don't? That's fair. Yeah. I feel like this is okay. like the inside of an ADD brain. It's yeah. like no, it is, and I just and that's like my way of. Well, this I was... like the interruption. Like I don't like that movie. Like it's like all of it is like that is what it is. So well, I feel like there's always like either a soundtrack or like a movie playing, like a line yeah. from a movie, and my thought there's like ten different things. Yeah. So playing. all of that's happening, and that's me trying to trace it back because years ago. We forgive her for this, but my mom took me to a doctor in the 90s and said, I think my boy has got the ADHD. And then the doctor, who wasn't a very good doctor, said, you're wrong. He's just a boy. You're a bad mother. So then my mom wow. took that and my mom took that as like, a, OK, if my son doesn't have ADHD, then that means I'm a bad mother. So it's like she just associated that as like you're never looking back at it again. Oh my God. Uh, and then instilled that in me. So now I've come to and terms. Now you're with it. a bad mother. And now I'm a <laughs> bad mother. Uh, but so I, you know, you take all that information and and that gets instilled in you as a child. So now mm-hmm. that backwards sort of breaking things down in my head to see where I got it from means no. See, I can focus. I don't have ADHD. So it's like my own brain being like, 
instead of accepting the fact that, you know, your brain could probably use some help uh, with either medication or therapy, it goes, no, no, see, I could remember 15 minutes ago what started that tangent, which means I don't have ADHD. I just hyper-focused like on this specific moment. from some shadow work. It sounds like I should probably, right? <laughs> you basically have already you're started. Kind of doing, like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're kind of doing it. Yeah, you're doing it, precursor honestly. stage. You're just looking at a different part of your life. Like, yeah. You just have to shift all focus. The way back to like, <laughs> this is why I feel like a bad mother. I think that's, <laughs> where, you, that's where it starts. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to buy that journal. I think so, I think it might help me. <laughs> we 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 have to take a break. Okay. And we have to spin the wheel before we do that. But speaking of 90s brain games, going back to that AD, ADD brain. Have you ever played The Lost Mind of Dr. Brain? Was that a card game? It was a computer game. It was like a, it was like a DOS computer game. I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't think I've played it, but that sounds familiar. I played it all the time as a kid. And I just found a website that lets me play the version that Ooh, I played as a kid. And I've been fun. playing it nonstop. I'm, okay. I'm either editing on my computer or I'm playing The Lost Mind of Dr. Brain. And it is so nice. It, <laughs> all the all the nostalgia synapses are just like, fixing is, my day. <laughs> nostalgia can be, it can go either way. It can be joyful or kind of like, I know by definition it's not joyful, but I feel like there's like a weird joy in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of based in in sadness and kind of longing, yeah. but you know you gotta you know it's like I, feel, I also have more some of a wires crossed, so I often feel joy and sadness at the same time. Yeah, so nostalgia yeah. is a good one for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like a vacuum emotion for me. We're like mm-hmm. it it's clearing the space, and then the happiness is coming in because something has to, and I'm associating this with only happy things, even though it started as a sad thing for me looking back. Mm-hmm. it's the happiness came from it and it feeds yeah. itself and yeah. it's a and it's an angry beast of uh, emotion whatever <laughs> let's see what we're talking about in the second half we got activated Power so we, will, we will be right back to talk about Activated. Hey everybody, Danny here with Plug. You can see Rachel performing on February 8th in Ardmore at Tired Hands Brew Cafe. If you can't wait until then, she has an album out. You can get it at rachelfogletto.bandcamp.com. And if you can't make that day, you can always go to her website, rachelfogletto.com, and see what other dates she has coming up. Get out and do that. Ghosted will be at Velvet Whip on February 15th. It's a special all-couples version for Valentine's Day, so if you're looking for something to do to celebrate the holiday, nothing better than that. George and I are at Feel Feeling Pod on all the places. If you could like, share, rate, review, let everybody know you're listening and enjoying, we always appreciate that. And that's it for the week. Back to the show. Although, if there was like one like temple guard from uh, 
Legends of the Hidden Temple that like had a fan base, that'd have been cool. If they're oh, like yeah. Henry it the might, Temple Guard. Oh, I wouldn't be shocked if I want to see the Vice documentary about one of the Temple Guards be like, I still hear the children screaming. (laughs) I didn't want to. They probably, I mean, it's probably like borderline child abuse. Oh, yeah. They like they would be putting the golden monkey together and then they would just come and rip them away because they couldn't they couldn't spare one Huffy bike. That was their grand prize for completing that puzzle. How dare you just give the kid a bike. You just scared the shit out of him. Yeah, if anybody's earned it, it's that kid. Yeah, those, those kids need to do shadow work. <laughs> they do every kid. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but a buddy of mine, like my roommate in college, had a blue barracuda shirt, and we, he would always like go back and forth where it'd be like, uh, "Oh, were you on the show?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, no, I was on an episode." And they go back, I was like, "No, I'm not on an episode." And then he would just tell different people just to see, like as a as a smokescreen to confuse. And I don't know if it's just like he doesn't want the notoriety of being the kid that was on Legends of the Hidden Temple or he was trying to be cool by being a kid that was on Legends of the Hidden Temple. But he turned out fine. He has a daughter. I mean, true, true sign. You know, he had a he had a child, so he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's not yeah. passing any of that off. Yeah, there's there's no uh, internalized trauma being passed generationally. No, he doesn't fine. go into his child's room and then pick them up and be like, you didn't complete the challenge, and then put it back to bed. It was so that easy. Would, How'd you fuck that it up? Would, that would be wrong. <laughs> Wearing the shirt and a golden helmet. <laughs> I'd be like, where did he get? Probably maybe the kid who whose shirt it was like just gave it away. It was like they're letting go of the past. Yeah. Like, he got it at a thrift store or something. Yeah, some thrift but it inherited that trauma with it. <laughs> Probably does have some bad energy on it. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, right on. All right, we're back, right? Legend of the Hidden Temple, we're coming back on that. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Activated. Now, this is interesting because you brought up how Activated kind of went when we landed on this emotion organically. Uh, <laughs> we This is like influenced by someone, like your definition of Activated? Oh, yeah. So I've been... Um you know, with doing all the shadow work and mindfulness and all that. And I, I listen to, um, like I'm a lot, I mean, I'm allowed to plug. It's different yeah. than your podcast. Uh, so Capricia Richards, she, she hosts the dark femme power podcast. Cool. I know all what right. I said, but it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. And, um, she said on one episode, I remember she was like, like kind of about like anything that you want, like you kind of shape who you are. Right. So it's like what you what you associate with. And so and, and I think like anybody should say whatever they want about how they feel. But she's like, you know, I started saying like um, instead of triggered, I said, oh, that I feel activated by that. Like just like different shifts of like, you know, what? Because like once you say you are a thing, then you are the thing. So then mm-hmm. you associate with the thing. So it's in order to like have like a more positive. I feel like positive mindset is like kind of. Oh yeah, but, yeah. So it was. I've been trying to say that more. Like when something is triggering, I'm like, oh yeah, like that made me feel activated because it does feel because it feels like you could go either way with it. You mm-hmm. could be activated yeah. to do something positive, yeah, or negative. Where triggered has, you know, gotten this whole like bad reputation. Yeah, like we triggered is one of those words to me where like everybody who says it and like means it is not somebody who's also able to acknowledge when they are also. They're oh, like, there's so many triggers we have that, 
that you don't and like, know about. Like being being triggered is not inherently a problem. It's the kind of response to being triggered that is where people kind of kind of go one way or the other on you. But I feel like activated, it's like, no, this just got my attention. Like there's no inherent response to being activated, but it's like, now I do see this. I recognize that like, for whatever reason, this got me. What do I do now? Well, it feels to me, it's like grounding, like kind of, it's like, um, I, I actually like, and like doing something that was hard for me, even like doing like the starting the mindfulness stuff, even like what, six months ago was like, um, actually just like acknowledging not like um oh i don't know what that it's like okay like naming it like i know what this is like i feel like this because it's making me think of this like kind of like the going back and yeah yeah, yeah. but then and then and then right to a quicker way to go quick 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 and then where what you just said dan like and then what do we do now yeah what's what's the next step like it's it's good to have ways to redefine especially when stuff becomes more culturally defined mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you no longer really get to define it yourself because even if you want to somebody's going to tell you you're wrong and have a long well thought out reason why they think you're wrong but if you can redefine the terms with even a synonym it goes a long way to like kind of give yourself a second to think about what's happening yeah, it almost is like it become, I feel like when a word there, it's such a double-edged sword. I've been thinking, this is funny. I've been thinking about this lately is that, you know, when a term gets like used a lot to the point where everybody's saying it, like everyone's complaint is like, okay, now there's like this universal meaning and maybe it doesn't have meaning to me anymore. Um, or it's like, it's being overused, but it's like, it, it's also good that people are aware of it and what mm -hmm. it is because it they probably needed that word in their life more mm -hmm. you know but they just didn't know because they didn't really understood like understand what it meant but then there's this whole like it kind of erases this reality for a lot of people thinking it has to be like oh there's only one way yeah to be activated or one way mm -hmm. to be triggered I feel like that happened with the word woke, where like all of a sudden woke didn't have the cultural significance that it should have had because mm -hmm. it just got overused. And now you see it with like memes where it's like because of woke, like mm -hmm. that's not mm -hmm. grammatically correct for that word. And because it was so used uh, incorrectly over the years or like it was taken and then someone felt validated by it. And then as it went on, it became just a stopgap net to catch anything that mm -hmm. it removed its meaning. Um, and I feel like Triggered has that a lot. Like you see a lot of people kind of making jokes or making jokes about safe space or making jokes about feeling mm -hmm. triggered uh, when really like changing it to activated pr prolongs its life a little bit more for a valid way of feeling and thinking, mm -hmm. um, which I like a lot. Because eventually it just sort of, you know, the words change their meanings. It's just the the means of words. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's it's very, it's very interesting to see how quickly that can change and it become no longer what people need it to be. That makes sense. Nah. Yeah. 
Or it, it does become what people, it could kind of like more individually become what you need it to be. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think of it like as being maybe inspired to, like inspired to change, like not necessarily. And again, this isn't saying like, oh, if you're triggered by something, you should not be or like not, you know, but it it's like either even if you're not changing yourself or like in terms of trying to get better, but like change something around, like change something about the environment, like not like when you're ready to, Mm -hmm. you know, actually like change the environment to not be so many of the things that are triggering later in life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It comes with the work, I guess, Uh, like that you have to do, you know? So is there Uh, something recently that like, feel like that you benefited from having activated as the thing instead of triggered? We're like, I like I think you were able to get after emotions. it more because Yeah, like I think just um I, I feel like it's just helped me not get um what's the word like kind of like wrapped up. I I'm a ruminator, you know, so like mm-hmm. I'll just like overthink everything until it's like I'm like, wait, what was I doing? Like you know, or it I feel like it it's like centering kind of instead of it's, I think it, it is, it's like you take for granted. I'm like, I know what triggered means. And I know, and a lot of times I know when I am triggered, even by so, like these weird little things, I know what it is. And I feel like since doing that, it's a little bit more, I feel like when you're like, I'm triggered, it feels stagnant. Like it feels like you have to stay in triggered and there's no moving beyond it. And this is just me, but like activated kind of feels like, I, I think like we said before, like more choices. What was the question again? You said thing like ways that it's benefited. Are are there things that you feel you're more able to participate in kind of the feelings that it's giving you because you're not using triggered and you're using activated? I mean, I think in general, it's like anything else. I think any kind of practice. So for, sorry, ADD moment. There is a shortage. I am on a low dose of medication right now. I'm like, I'm like, it's so cool. Um, <laughs> I say everything uh, because now it's funny. I can, I can quickly pinpoint. I can more quickly get to the root of why, like if I have a sudden emotion, I can be like, why am I activated right now? Like, where did that come from? You know what? It's because of this. And it made me think of this. Okay. Like, here's what we're, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to take a, I'm going to take a beat, take a breath, like, and then we're going to go this way instead of that way. So it's, I'd say it's benefited me with everything. Cause it just makes me like, kind of just look at myself for like, what's going on, what's going on in here. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but you know, I've had anxiety for a really long time and it can be very crippling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I feel like that's a common theme in a lot of comedians. So, oh yeah, for I sure. I feel it's... like that's relatable yeah does it manifest in like freezing because i feel like mine manifests a lot with like i'll have a little bit of anxiety and then something piles on top of that and then i just can't move for a while like i just need to sort of sit and mindlessly do something rather than actually getting the thing done that's adhd too no my mom was a good mother yeah (laughs) how dare you (laughs) how dare you (laughs) oh yeah no i yeah, it's uh, what is it like? Par- it's some kind of paralysis. It's called like yeah. where you're like, I know I need to do the thing, but I just 
just can't. It's like, it's, it's just my body's, I'm just not. Yeah. I've decided to not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is no more frustrating mode to be in for me than that. Because like mm-hmm. so often my like getting past anxiety is to do something, like let it process in the peripheral and then kind of address it once it's kind of leveled itself off. Mm-hmm. But when I have it in that way where like I can't really move forward, there's nothing more frustrating to me than that. Yeah, 100%. It's just, it's you're stuck. And then you're like, you know, you can do it because you've done it before. Like, you know that like this job is not an impossible task or a mountain to climb. It's just, I can't, sorry. Yep. Try try again you later. Know what, you know, it also really helps with that is um, ADHD medication. There's a shortage. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could start now. <laughs> <laughs> now seems like a bad time to start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said this to somebody because I'm like, I can't be the only person who, I, who has had this completely obvious thought is that um, the time the Adderall shortage started, which was like maybe what, like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit more, not quite two years, was about the same time the phenomena of quietly quitting started. Mm. Like, hello, <laughs> like nobody has their meds yet. We're doing the job. What more do you want? Like, yeah. I don't have amphetamines. So I'm getting this brain. That's how you end up with, I just can't. Yep. Yep. Oh, what a mentality. Um, Let's see if people share in this mentality. We reached out to people in the world. See what makes them feel activated. Roll the clip. A very I was hoping, professional show. Yeah, I was hoping your introduction <laughs> of that would go on so much longer. <laughs> normally, it's you want to see what the people online said. Yeah, no, no, I was, I was milking it. So let's see. Uh, I forgot I had to reload my internet. Here we go. Nope, it's not there yet. And the people online felt nothing. Here we go. Hot shower, squeeze of lemon, and a pretty lady calling me honey. I guess we can take those individually. Okay. Yeah. I think that yeah, takes a different was... approach of it of like ready to go. Like that is, that is dialing in the passcode and booting up and heading off to do the damn thing, which is a yeah, fun yeah. new way of, of, uh, of thinking of the word activated for sure. Yeah. I feel like that's the more traditional, like dictionary definition version of like being activated is like, yeah. Oh, power button. Yeah. But instead of power button in this case, it's the uh, what the fuck did you just say? But yeah, um, I feel like physical stuff is can be really activating though. Like sure, yeah, yeah. Love a shower. Love I a do shower. feel like now that I I go on these long walks to like welcome I, to the party. I have this dog that requires care. <laughs> <laughs> I have to so like, remind outside uh, outside care. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, I, how do I phrase this without getting yelled at from upstairs? Sometimes when we are both feeling a little lazy, I have to be like, Hey, dog's a living animal. We have to take it for a walk. (laughs) I I know the show is off, but that's a living creature. We need to help it. It's, it can't, 
it can't do it itself. Yeah, we can't just let it go outside. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Although, new spot across from the dog park. Pretty nice. That's true. Big fan. My favorite part about that dog park, nobody uses it. Nobody <laughs> uses that dog park, right? I've not seen best. a single dog. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice. It is practically a private dog park. Nice. Yes. Well, maybe you shouldn't broadcast that. No one listens to this show. Uh, no one no one knows where George doesn't live yet. Yeah. They'll they'll find me. They'll find me. They're gonna buy your Dropbox and find out everything <laughs> yeah. about you. Is this you talking true. about Ashley Simpson in 2017? Mm-hmm. Is this you? <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> is that a is that a culturally relevant time to be talking about her or is that the That's joke? That's why the joke was funny. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sure. I, I have no no moment in time. There was so much going on politically that I would set the joke up thinking I was going to talk about something serious. Classic misdirection. I would say elementary misdirection. And then hit him with a, we have to apologize to Ashley Simpson. It got mediocre to a great response nearly every time. I like mediocre too great. Too great. Good to great. I Honestly, I have a joke with uh, ICP as the punchline that is exactly that. Yep. And when there's it a works, whole documentary like about them ever. right now that I'm very interested <laughs> oh, in. Oh, there's a lot of them. They're really good. Like yeah, the they, documentaries. Uh, I'm not like, I mean, I'm no longer a fan. I remember <laughs> yeah, no longer. <laughs> had to um, let them go. Pre- had to briefly, put that in a bubble. briefly in seventh grade. I was oh, like, I, had a, <laughs> I had a moment. I had friends who were really into them and I was like, all right, great Malinka's fine. <laughs> That was the one I had. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one that I could get through and I was like, all right, I can talk to you guys. This is Totally fine. No big deal. It's pretty bad. Is, uh, fine, I guess. <laughs> it's pretty bad. This is, this is how I approach Blink-182. It was fine. They were yeah. fine for that age. We don't need to keep on liking them. Stop I, giving them cultural but you significance. Could, you could play them like at a CVS, though. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, can't, play, can't play right the now. Great Malenko at, at a, yeah. a drugstore. No, you can't. There was just some clip of- Because they're a uh, gang, according yeah. to uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the government. government. Yeah. yeah. There is some clip of Yasim Bey talking about how he doesn't like Drake's work because it sounds like shopping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah, going to hear- that, I've never heard that before, but that is, I understand exactly <laughs> it's, what it is. It's such a take, but as soon as I heard it, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's right. It does. It really <laughs> does. The, the, the bigger point was like, he's not hip hop because you don't hear real hip hop at a department store. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know that that's true, but I do know what you mean. <laughs> Thank you, Yasim Bey. It's, it depends if you have an employee go rogue. I think I've heard, I think I've heard somebody's last day soundtrack before. Yeah. Oh, those are the best. Store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anytime someone was uh, like hanging out, like we would have a lot of people at this bar I worked at, just sort of, just like snuggle up and like you know their night was just beginning, but it ended at this restaurant. Um, and so we would just start blasting either like extreme underground hip hop or Darude Sandstorm until they left. Like, like we'd turn up the speakers and be like, please leave. Your night is going great. We're providing you with a fun story to tell your children. Get out. Like, please <laughs> just fuck off. It's two in the morning. Why are you at this restaurant? I love actively driving away paying customers. <sighs> they paid. They were just camping. 
They had um, paid, and then fuck and they were yeah. They yeah. finished their dessert. No the check was paid. on the table. Yeah, yeah. gotta go. Yeah, if they want a couple more drinks, that's fine. Do it at the bar that closes later. Uh, but yeah, you'll still you've, be here. You've outpaid, like you've outweighed the bar time. They want to go home. The waiter want to go wants to go home. Go home. You go should, home. It should just be like life general life advice: never waste a bartender's time. Never. Yeah. Yeah, you want Not them like to like you. Time, but like especially <laughs> a bartender. Yeah, like if there's four people deep and you want like a fancy mixed drink, no, you're getting a beer. Don't waste my time. Something they can pour. Yeah. The the angry like, looks on thing. on bartenders' faces when I worked at Fridays when people would order mojitos because they were always a, a special. You could get a whatever deal on a mojito at the Fridays. <sighs> Just put and mouthwash and tequila they, and call it a day. That's a mojito. It. They hated it so much. And it was so funny well, to order like one as my shift drink. Whenever they, I mean, as long as you're tipping, but yeah. like as long I, whenever they do like a cocktail special at a place and they only put one bartender, I want to be like, why? Oh. Yeah, no. because you know that they're going to be making those all night and one bartender to make. You know what you do at that point? You tell your bar back. Listen, I'll yell at you when you need to go get ice. You're pouring every beer like I, I've trained you as a bar back well enough to at least pull a tap. I'll handle yeah. these drinks, but you got to help me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What else would people say? Charcoal. Activated charcoal. Very important. Uh, I forgot see. what you were. That you were <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Charcoal <laughs> happens to me all the time. Talk about ADD. <laughs> what do you say? What do people say? <laughs> Explain to me. Activating charcoal just means making it hot. No, it's like uh, they they put in a lot of stuff. They put it in like face masks to for cleansing. Mm. Oh, they so like the charcoal alcohol is with activated, it. Yeah. and that's an ingredient. Yeah, like they'll use activated charcoal. I think in toothpaste makes your teeth whiter. Um, uh. Old English 800 filtered through charcoal. Uh, and that's why it's good. And that's why it's good. <laughs> I love any company that puts alcohol in a plastic bottle because you know you're going to throw this. Yep. <laughs> I used to have a joke that was, you can tell it's good because it bounces. I was going to say, it's like, if you can't tell the difference if it has the plastic taste in it or not. Then... Yeah. That's no, that, that enhances it. It's like yeah. an Arnold Palmer in a can. Don't give me a mm. bottle. How dare you? Can. <laughs> Forever. Uh, there's a picture of Rick James. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A very, a very bloated Rick James. Oh. Which I, I, I take it to mean all the Rick James things that led him to looking like he does in this very shaky sure. gif. <laughs> is this? Is this? Uh. I feel like that might even be really giving a lot more credit if it was just a picture. Yeah. <laughs> is it the? Uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle show clip. It's it's actual Rick James. No, no, no. Rick James was in it as like a talking head because it was like a behind the music oh, sketch. Yeah, you're right. It might it's be. A, it's from that. Know. Yeah. Is he just jiggling back and forth? It's just a little. Uh... Yeah, he just said cocaine is a hell of a drug, and then he giggles. Oh, context is good. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Activated. Yep. That show doesn't exist <laughs> yeah. in my. Yeah, that show doesn't exist in my memory as clearly as it does for everybody else. It looks like your parents were together and didn't have you every other weekend because yeah. I watched a lot of Chappelle show on my dad's weekends. <laughs> yeah, in my house, he it was, was mowing uh, the lawn. I was, actually, I was allowed to watch Chappelle, but I think I was probably a little bit older. There was a lot of stuff I wasn't. Mm. But Chappelle, yeah. We were like, he, he would go mow the lawn and then we would watch Chappelle show. 
we'd put in the CKY DVDs. Uh, oh sure. Oh uh, I, yeah. Or he had like two music DVD, like music videos on DVD, where it was like a compilation of them all, and it was Pan- Pantera or Primus. So oh, that's God. what we did. We would watch Comedy Central, we would watch CKY, or we'd watch Pantera and Primus music videos while Dad mowed the lawn. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh. Like every guy I dated in high school. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I had a good childhood. I had a good childhood. There were flaws, but I'm fine. It all <laughs> we're worked. All fine. It all oh, worked out. Our parents were all good parents. They're great. <laughs> Everything is great. It's all fine. <laughs> uh, the last one we have here, a good song on the car radio that I will sing to at the top of my lungs. Okay. 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 Yeah, what's that's everyone, definitely activating. What's yeah. everyone's car singing song? I don't get to drive a lot anymore because oh, I, I don't, don't have a car. Well, what's your what's your like belt out if it comes on song? Shower song. You're just like the song that you like. It comes on. You're feeling it. Let's your activated song, you know? I can't pick just one. I don't, mm. you know, I feel like I always have songs in my head. Um, the, the tough part with this one is I feel like my head went right to when a song comes on that you're not expecting. Mm. Yeah. And then you're just like into it. Because you're so and, excited. Like the, the last one I can think of that had that effect was uh, Come Sail Away. Mm. Oh. Where like I just turned I it up. Yeah, being a car song. Yeah, I turned it's it good. up and went with it and it was great. But like I don't think I would put it on on purpose, although I might now to like recreate it for other people to see if they do the same thing, see if it's that song for everybody. But like in that moment, it was like particularly activating because like, Oh, this was not what I planned for this moment, but here we are. Yeah. I think when it's a song you haven't heard in a long time, that can be active. I think that can inspire you to, you're like, oh my God, I haven't. And maybe if you're used to sing along to it a lot, mm. that too, it's that nostalgia. It's like, oh, I want to re, I want to relive this moment in time. I you think know, that's a belt out. Song. One that, that I did on purpose the other day that fits that side of it, I put on I Get Wet. The Andrew WK album. Mm. And it was one of those where like, I wonder if I'm still into this. And like, yeah, I was I was really into it. It yeah. was great. It was a really fun time. There's music that I know, like I listened to when I was younger, that I I still will like to listen. Some of it I'm like, this is trash. But uh like now I'll listen to it and I but I'm like, if I heard this now, I don't think I would like it, but I still like it because of what yeah it was. It's like uh there's a mental thing with that where it's like when you're 15, 16 years old, some part of your brain solidifies uh, mm-hmm. on the things that you like. So it tends to stick with you, mm-hmm. um, which is why, like, no matter what other music comes out or books or movies, like you are still drawn to the childhood wonder of certain things. Like, mm-hmm. I will always love The Mummy because I watched it a lot as a kid. It was my favorite thing. And then my brain solidified at that moment and was like, yeah, no, forever forever now it's the mummy <laughs> you know i loved american idiot the the cd so i was like yeah not good and still haven't listened to the new album but like i will probably always be a green day fan i may not listen to every album when it comes out but i yeah. like i will take green day over any of those bands from that era uh, oh yeah my you know? friend was like oh 
Bush is touring over the summer and Candlebox is opening for them. Do you want to go? And I was like, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes, we're gosh. going. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. That's not, I mean, tomorrow I'm going to see a band that I, uh, I like grew up listening to in like my angsty teenage years and they just happened to be doing like four shows this weekend. Dude, so a lot of these old bands are, I'm like, wait, they still play. I think that a resurgence has happened and all these bands from the nineties are like, wait, we could still make money. And then they are. And yeah, yeah. Like- yeah you're getting your, uh, you know, 30, 35, 25 anniversaries that they're like any opportunity. Here we go. Let's make some money. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting too, because like, it, it, you know, you have your like punk chip on your shoulder where it's like, even though this band was popular, like I'm still holding on, even though their popularity is felt. There's something very cool about a reunion show being played at like the foundry where it's like saw, a, a smaller venue, there. but you're like, who'd you say? I saw Hey Mercedes there and it was oh, yeah. great. It was yeah. exactly the show I wanted because I didn't get to see them when that's where they would have been playing the first time around. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got to see them as a legacy act. And I was like, that's, that's great. That's so, fun. Yeah. You do the legacy shows. Like, I think the band knows that too. Like you don't, you don't go play a house of blues unless you've played the house of blues a bunch of times. And that's the venue like motion city soundtrack, motion city soundtrack plays the house of blues all the time because they have a relationship there. And like, that's where people went to go see them the first time for a lot of money (laughs) for, I mean, probably like 50 bucks from motion city. Uh, I only looked at secondhand and it was like 175 to see. Fuck you. I was like, no, <laughs> there's yeah. no way I'm doing that. Yeah. That no. makes me feel activated. Yeah, yeah. I'm activated. And thank you for teaching us that word. And thank you so Hi, much for praises. being on the show. <laughs> Rachel, this is so much fun. Thank you so much for coming in and embracing the new format with elegance thank you for and having grace. Me. Uh, come back anytime. If you want to talk about Candlebox more, we'll do a we'll do a playlist episode with you. Oh uh, no, I only know like two Candlebox. Songs. That's fine. We'll do Honestly, a we'll do that's as many as all, you're supposed to know. You're, you're <laughs> need. Uh, what if I knew like every song by Candlebox? Huge yeah, Candlebox. I'm actually go, I'm actually going for Candlebox. Bush <laughs> yeah. is fine, but I'm I'm gonna, leave, I really want to see. Leave before, but maybe I'll watch like one song. So many bands that I have seen where it's just like I'm here for the opener and thinking that's a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to be like, yeah, no, I'm only here for modern baseball. I'm not here for Bayside. Thank you very much. I mean, fair, fair on that one. But <laughs> well, like my guilt, I mean, I don't care. I said I used to be a pretty big Marilyn Manson fan, and I've seen him in concert a lot. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, it was like maybe six, seven years ago. We he he just got sloppy like the last 10, 15 years because he thinks he can still. <laughs> You can do whatever I want. Everybody thinks you can get away with it. Torture people. And uh, at the time, I didn't know that. Uh, You know, Marilyn Manson sucks and should go to jail. Um, And I will say that as a person who has many, um, has seen him over 20 times in concert and impacted my life. And guess what? You can still be like, yeah, they should go to jail. Um, Reggie in the full effect. But he sucked. He was super. Wait, no, anti-flag? Really? Oh, Yeah. yeah. You didn't hear that? The no! whole band, the whole band ditched them. They were like, we can't be, even be associated with this. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of we support women, and then a lot of sexual abuse immediately after those words were said. Oh, so by support, he meant violently. Violently, yes. uh, yeah. Uh, Rolling Stone yeah. article about it. Really, really, really shitty stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, mm. they went to record jail. Actually, I did find another anti-flag record in my collection because we have record jail. 
um, and then we just gave them all to the local record store to sell for money for the move. And we were like, hey, the back half of this box, sorry. <laughs> like, it's your problem now. Please sell it. I, I definitely, well, I still have my CD. See, I can compartmentalize. I can still hear it and have a... Yeah, yeah. I have I have trouble with that. Maybe I'll learn to do it, but like for me, it's just easier to like cut and run. I have um, to be ready. I have to yeah. kind of wrap my head around it. Mm -hmm. But like, well, that's like kind of what my ICP joke is about. It's like that if we just canceled all of the music of everybody who is horrible in some way, like all we'll have is insane clown posse. That's crazy. <laughs> which is like they're the worst not horrible. Music. No, they're decent. Pe they're kind they're of good decent people. people. Like it's like really weird. It doesn't make any sense. And and you only get it if you get, it's like, if you know, you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah. if it works, it works really well. But when it, I think like sometimes it gets a laugh because it's about insane clown posse, but like, yeah, but no, it works. That's yeah. No, there is you sh the, the record store. Like we overheard him go, who? Because it was like a lot of brand new, a lot of anti-flag, a lot of Ryan Adams. See, and I it was didn't just even know that. So yeah. I would just be listening to like, I there's always a person in like the in the chat or on the Reddit that's like, wait, what happened? Like they come back to it and they're like, Man, this record's great. What what's why is everyone yelling? Why is everyone yelling? Uh <laughs> I just assume like anyone I listen to, like from the night, I'm just gonna go ahead and assume yeah. I only have one, like I have two tattoos of things that like i could worry about the complications later and i have a corporate logo on my body i have the wawa goose on my arm and then like okay that can go sideways in any moment because it's a corporation um but then there's uh i have like a shakespeare tattoo but there's also a music artist that uses that part of the lyric so if anything goes wrong i'll be like nah it's just shakespeare it has nothing to do with the music artist at all <laughs> And this way it cuts ties. <laughs> yeah, we we had it on uh, the cover show. We were going to do uh, I'm I'm blanking on the guy's actual name, but the the Sunkill Moon record where the guy covered all the Modest Mouse songs in that mm -hmm. kind of weird Sunkill Moon way. And at the time we were putting a lot of stuff up on Reddit to be like, let's get some fan thoughts that we can talk about on the show. And as soon as we posted that one, everyone was like, why would you do that? And we were like, mm -hmm. what do you mean? And apparently he's just a straight up creep. Yeah. We're like, mm. okay, great. And like aggressively un unapologetic about it. That like he like fled the country just so he can keep doing yeah. all the weird like shit talking old... that he was about all the people who were calling him out. And I was like, this, yeah. yep, we're not gonna do that episode. Yeah. <laughs> the uh what was it? The uh the old Ariel Pink method of just doubling down yep. on just... all your boar views. Yeah. Run away. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or the Gary Glitter. So many people's names. Oh, Gary, Gary Glitter. He's not in jail anymore. He's fine. Oh, great. <laughs> um, that means he's getting, is he getting money from the Joker? <laughs> oh, I think Kevin Rossdale is okay. So hopefully. Yeah. So, so far August. he's just, he, he cheated, which I don't yeah, care he's, about. He's, that means I, nothing to me. He's a, yeah. he's a shitty person, but I mean, I would just assume yeah. that. So if far, his only scandal is that middle of the road shitty person. I'm yeah. like, well, you're in entertainment, so yeah. I don't, I don't care how you are in your relationship as long as you're not actively abusing somebody. Yeah, fair. I guess. I mean, cheating is could. I mean, I, I guess yeah. you could. There's some definite. There's definitely abusive elements to it for sure. Let's yeah. just say, but, let's end this episode with a blanket. Gavin Rossdale activating conversation, buddy. Yeah. <laughs>
Gavin Rossdale's on thin ice. I'm coming for you, dude. I'm watching you. you. Fuck this up. They were, bye. They were great live. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Feel Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Feel Feelings Pod, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com/podcasts. We're such a professional show. <laughs>